Hey, Adam, how's it going? Going okay. It's just okay? Yeah. Hey, who's over there? I think this is the asshole that made us watch the fucking movie. Which movie? That fucking Batman Harley Quinn piece of shit. Manny? Hey, Nightwing got a boner. (laughs) This week on Graphic Content. Stay a while and listen. He called you a cowboy. What in Sam Hill? What did he mean? What are you? I'm the abomination. The strongest mutant of all. Know this, swimming bird. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. This blue eye perceives all things conjoined. I cared much for the word impregnable. The past. Sounds a bit too much like unsinkable. The future. What's wrong with unsinkable? Nothing. And the present. As the iceberg said to the Titanic. Trap, how's life? He seems nice. And we're back with episode 30 of the Graphic Content Podcast. My name is Jim, and I'm alongside... Adam Messinger. And... Manny Gomez. And for uh, the record, my last name is Mason. Jim Mason. I was wondering if you were going to go there. I was like, is he just going to ignore the fact he said he forgot his last name? I just like saying my name's Jim. You know, keep it informal, mostly... You know, oh. we're all friends here. The people Jim. who are listening... Jim, you call me Jim. 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 Spock. Yeah. Jim. Spock. Well, I'm I'm Jim. I'm kind of a uh I guess you could say a whore. A whore? <laughs> a whore? You're a fucking whore. Uh you know, when it comes to <laughs> to promoting myself. So yeah. I'm just, you know That's okay. You know, you I whore think away. So. Yeah, There's nothing so, wrong with I that. I mean every you find me everywhere. And I, I think that we should start. whore whore ourselves to the level that we each feel comfortable. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Adam is going to say, I'll fuck it quite a bit because he has had a recent recent shoulder injury where he works and uh, he's also medicated. So that might account for his mood today. I'm not uh, sure. That could. It's yeah. It's just going to basically sound like I have Tourette's. You're just going to hear random cursing in the middle of, <laughs> of everyone talking. <laughs> and, yeah. Or just grunts. You yeah. Know. <clears throat> OK. He's going to give us his own uh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say Kevin Conroy grunts, you know, Batman grunts for us. <sighs> hey, so, Manny, it's good to have you back in the high-tech graphic content studio. It's good it's to be back. been too long, sir. Uh, what you been up to? Uh, just drawing stuff, raising kids, watching TV and cartoons, and uh, really showing my kids a lot of Looney Tunes cartoons, good. but not the not the... Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, main guys. Some of the smaller characters, okay. you know. Okay. So, so you know, it's all brand new to them. That's fantastic. How yeah. about some Foghorn Leghorn? They like Foghorn Leghorn, and I right. just got the Boomerang app on Apple TV. Nice. So they're addicted to Richie Rich right now. Really? Wow. That is a horrible cartoon. I oh, loved it's... it as a child. It is horrible. Some of those are terrible. Those Go back har- and watch them. Now, and... is it like one of those that's just terrible quality, or is it just like it's terrible it's like morals yeah. and it's all that really shit? It's really bad. It's the, the... Hannah, Hannah Barbera's, you know, when they were just 
dishing stuff out, Saturday morning cartoons, and it's so bad. Especially the okay. Harvey line, you know, like that, Little yes. Devil, oh. and... Uh, I liked Casper as a kid. I was into that. Me too. I, you know, and I, I have fond memories of Casper, but it doesn't hold up no. as an adult as oh, much okay. as, I let's say, the Looney Tunes or Tom and Jerry. Yeah, and, classic and Tom like and Jerry. Yeah, that still hold up. Droopy, classic yes. Droopy. Oh, Droopy, uh, what's his face? Huckleberry Hound? Yeah. Oh, we watched that. That's it's yeah. not good. Yeah. What? Yeah, I was broken hearted because my kid's like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "Oh, that's Huckleberry." Hound. We dodged a bullet on our Hanna Barbera DC crossover special by there not being a Huckleberry Hound in there. Uh, that could have been bad. All right, <laughs> well, man, I'm Huckleberry fair, Hound. <laughs> it could not have been worse. <laughs> then Top Cat and Batman. Okay, wait. I you would have been hard pressed to get oh, worse. Top than Cat. You know, Top Cat just was not a good cat. No. It's like Heathcliff was, you know, the ghetto poor man's version of Garfield. Just but so that was funny. But that I could watched be funny. it. But yeah. it, it was like Dan DiDio was shooting for some. I don't. I, I don't know. Like some grifter's version of Top Cat. Look, a guy I, who is so good. <laughs> At spinning tales that even Batman goes, hmm, sounds legit. I mean, come on. Okay, so it's like when you, watching Boomerang, it's like when uh, you find re- or rediscover Super Friends. Challenge of the Super Friends. You're like so excited because the beginning is so dramatic. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Yeah, and Wait, then all of a sudden. this is a really fucking bad story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Superman won't use any of his powers because I don't know why. I don't know why, but Aquaman's going to talk to fish. <laughs> Meanwhile, our racist <laughs> superheroes <laughs> that we had to make up because there were none in the Black DCU. Black Lightning, Samurai, and Manny's favorite, no, it was, El Dorado. It was oh. Black Vulcan. You know, Black I, Vulcan. Black You're Vulcan. correct. You're I correct. did like Apache Chief. I, I just like I Apache Chief. But you know what? In Young Justice, which we need to talk about because we totally blew that in our San Diego media coverage. Oh, we did? Yeah, we blew it. So yeah. we're going to have to do a Young Justice retrospective That's going to give me an excuse to watch. I've only watched episodes here and there. Okay. The second season, they did a version of all the ethnic Super Friends characters in the second season of Long Justice. Uh, I was going to say Long Justice, Young Justice, because the Apache Chief analog was named Long Shadow. Okay. And yes. it was Dope the way that he grew. I, I won't spoil it for you, but dude, you have to well, watch. They, they did some of those characters justice too in the uh, in the Justice League Unlimited. Um, yeah, where yes. they had them as You're clones correct. and all that. Yep. I love that, that too. The, I thought that was a Cad- great take. Oh, the Cadmus episodes were Jeez. that whole storyline mm-hmm. was fantastic. That was the first time we saw serialized superhero stories because even in Batman and Superman the animated series in the nineties, those were done in one for the most part, or maybe two-part episodes yeah. at best. Exactly. But they were able to do a meta plot over an entire season. The arc was was phenomenal. But unfortunately, we're not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about, um, and really, this is truly, like we said in the cold open, it's Manny's fault. Yes, because it's my Man- fault. Manny suggested to me that, that he had seen Batman Harley Quinn, and he suggested that... Um, Perhaps he'd like to come on and, <laughs> and and discuss that show. And I said, okay, sure. 
And I, I bothered Adam about it, who didn't really have much interest in seeing it. And that's it, fine. Which is great. Um, Adam has some very uh, strong <laughs> opinions, and we're just going to leave it at that right now because we're going to follow our format. I will say I watched it this afternoon. Yes, and I did the exact same thing. I think Adam and I are going to come from slightly different places on this, but we're going to get into that in a minute. But this is a review show, so the same rules for all of our previous review shows hold up where we're going to first talk about what we like, which mm-hmm. means that Adam's not going to say very much. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like a hostage. In His the Tourette's Eastern. might kick in, kick might in folks. Kick in it's my so shoulder, I swear. He, Fuck he, this he, out. He might. If there's children listening, <laughs> hey. Get them out of the room. Oh, uh, well, they, they should know that putting on this fucking we podcast. We do have the red E for explicit on iTunes. So. Well, I wouldn't even let my kids watch this cartoon first off. Yeah. That's, so, so, so I'm being responsible. I was parent. about to say because you're a smart human. Parenting win on that one, yeah. and then we're going to talk about the things we don't like, and I think Adam might dominate that segment. It's cool, which is cool. And then we're going to give it, uh, sort of wrap up our opinions, and then we're going to give it a one to five scale. Yeah, batterings. I was thinking batterings, but I thought, given that Harley Quinn was the focus of this episode, what do you think of Mister J playing cards? I'd rather do the hammer mallets. Ooh, mallet. hammers. Yeah. One to, five, one to five mallets. Yes, one to five mallets. One that to works. five mallets? Okay, mallets it is. Screw, screw the baseball bat from the Suicide Squad film into yeah. yes. infinity because that movie is terrible. Don't oh. watch it. If you were thinking about watching Harley Quinn, that movie, Margot Robbie is Gorgeous. fantastic. She's a beautiful, smart sexy, witty young woman. She's going to go far in Hollywood. I hope to see another performance for, for uh, of her Harley. Ha- Harley Quinn. Jesus, I can't talk tonight. So you're excited for that rumored uh, origin movie between uh, her and the I Joker? I don't know. Uh, that's going to be a different <laughs> episode, and I have some very strong opinions on that. I just I want to see more Margot Robbie. I want to see less... Of the other guy. Anyway. <laughs> I think he can be in the movie. Can, can I just have somebody voice over his yeah, lines, please? Can we exactly. just have Mark Hamill do it? And exactly. Just get it over with. Um, so then we're going to wrap it up and give it a, a rating of one to five mallets. So, Manny, since this is all your fault tonight. It's all my fault. It's all your fault. Uh, tell us. Let's, let's get into the things that we did like about this film. Manny, you start us off. All right. I like the look. I like the way it was presented. It was it like... Was, it looked right out of the new adventures. Of yeah, the new Batman. adventures, exactly. It was the only thing different was the uh, Batmobile was yes. the original Correct. animated series Batmobile, which I enjoyed more. Which was a nice throwback. So the look, I love was the look. evocative of Batman: The New Adventures. Right. So that was appealing. Um, I liked the voices of Batman and Nightwing because it was the original Batman and Robin when I was growing up. Right, and I'll tell you what, I mean, and I was going to say the same thing, so I'm just going to dovetail off that real quick and say how good Lauren Lester's Nightwing voice was. It's still there. This is this is 25 years after the show, so the guy has yeah. aged a couple of years. It is, it, it's, it's still the same. It's still the same. and I didn't I just, miss a beat. Nope, nope. And then uh, what else you got, my man? Um, I really liked the scene where they go to the bar and all the old henchmen. I just, <laughs> I, I was just playing back in my mind. I don't really, I mean, the scene was okay, but just looking like, oh, I remember what episode that person was in. They even had Captain Clown there. They I mean, did. come on. I, did, I flipped out when I saw Captain yeah. Clown. I nerded out hardcore in that whole scene. My wife kept yeah. going, why are you, I guess I kept going, 
you killed Captain Clown. Oh, yeah. I just couldn't stop saying Captain Clown. Can I tell you one little (laughs) bit of trivia that I found out that, because I watched the whole credits and saw the end credits, we can get into that later, but Don't Pull Your Love, sung by Tweedledee and Tweedledum, was by the great Rob Paulson, otherwise known as Pinky and Pinky and the Brain. No No shit. No shit. And I've been watching, he has a show on uh, Nerds and Geek and Sundry's channel, Project Alpha. It's their pay-for service um, called Talking Tunes. And he is such a genius. He's one of my voiceover gods. Yeah. But he sang it in two-part harmony. So he recorded the Tweedledee part, and then he recorded the Tweedledum part, and then they they mixed that together, and it was a work of voiceover genius. Now that was the that was one of the things I was extremely impressed on. Mm-hmm. Like normally, I'm kind of critical because I'm like, oh, music isn't what I listen to, and I'm a dick like that. <laughs> but I was listening to it, and I couldn't help but be impressed. Yeah. by that duet and the way they did it. And now I thought it was Two Faces Henchman. I didn't think it was the Tweedledee Tweedledum. I think it was uh, at least I thought it was Tweedledee Tweedle Tweedledum. Because I remember Two Face having Ginger Henchman. Oh, okay. The it's Ginger been Henchman, a while. yeah. Okay, then I'm wrong. Then they're two faces henchmen. But but either, either way, way, I nerded out when but, I saw them because I knew but the whole part, scene. But two part harmony. This is a 61 year old voiceover guy That's, yeah. doing two part harmony on on a classic 70s soft rock tune. Yeah, and I was just blown away by it. And then everybody's disco dancing to it. All these different guys. They had henchmen from the 60s Batman show. Yes, in that. they did. It going mm-hmm. all the way up to the animated series. God, that was freaking Yeah, genius. that that whole scene I thought was... Ex- that was my favorite part of the movie. That whole thing I was just impressed with and I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Even um, uh, Melissa Rausch's version of Hanging on the Telephone by Blondie, I was, okay, this is kind of dope. I, I wouldn't necessarily put an alto on that track, but it still worked for the scene really, really yeah. well. And it was incredibly effective, so... Yeah, so I, yeah, the henchman. That, that was like, because it was going back in time, just watching, remembering the old cartoons and, and uh, like you said, the 60s show. Yeah. There was even the gal that used to uh, work for uh, Rupert Thorne was on there. Oh, yeah. The oh, one I didn't that see betrayed her. Betrayed him for Bane. And did you see the, the, um, the backside of, of Rachel Ghoul's Ubu? Yeah. He, he was, was there. there. Oh, he was yeah. there. I he missed was there. That Ubu one. was there. Oh, yeah. that was exciting. I Man. wonder where Ubu is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I missed that. Like, where does I, he go? Karaoke I, Wednesdays at the Henchman Bar? <laughs> and part of it was just because I was focused on Captain Clown. I was going, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was so stoked. Yeah. That was, that <laughs> That's was, the stupidest I, thing to get stoked it is. about. Right, it but is. My, my eyes were the size of fucking saucers looking mm-hmm. at that going, Captain Clown? Because that, I, if I remember correctly, that Captain Clown episode was one of the first ones, that, you know, we had the on Joker right. in that series. Right. And so, you know, it's that whole scene and you didn't really see how psychotic the Joker was until Captain Clown is killed, the robot's killed, and then he just, because of that, he goes ape shit right. and wants to destroy Batman just because of a stupid robot clown. Right. So, just seeing him. Perfect. And my wife was like, oh, you keep saying that. I'm like, I know. Just, yeah, then you're just going to need to pull out the DVDs or, or oh, log on to iTunes. And They're on Amazon uh, Prime. There you yep. go. Throw it up there. 
So, Adam, I know you don't have a whole lot, so I'll be able to get to my stuff pretty quickly. Well, as I said, I pretty much got it all out. I said that whole scene was really well done. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Seeing the henchmen come up and do the Batutsi uh, next to Batman <laughs> had me cracking up. Oh, that's, yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. That and he's was like right good. behind Batman. Doing did you the enjoy? I don't know if you enjoyed, but did you enjoy Batman drinking the milk and looking like like in the old movies where he wipes his brow? I mean, wipes his chin and then just gets ready to kick butt. And I he's like, like that scene. Let's dance. That Kevin Conroy cadence. Yeah, was that, just, I mean that was pretty cool. They lost me when they went outside and did the owl my balls. I love that, that part. Shit. I was like, All it's right. like. What was it? It was like, bam, bleed out my balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of rolled my eyes. But no, that whole scene sure. I thought was really, really well done. Yeah. And it was easily the best part of the movie for me. Okay, cool. It really was. You know, I, I want to I speak to the voice talent a little bit more on this, is that Kevin Conroy is a guy who continues to be Batman in all forms of media to this very day. I mean, Injustice 2... He is still Batman. Yeah. He is still Batman in multiple incarnations of the various DC Universe uh, direct, uh, direct-to-video films. Him coming and doing this was a flashback to the new adventures of Batman. I really enjoyed the design of these characters. I enjoyed the voice work of Kevin Conroy and Lauren Lester. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson, who played Jason Woodrew, the Floronic Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I mistook for Keith David for a quick minute, and I was I, I immediately had to snap out of it because this was one of his better voice performances. I thought I uh, I was a little taken aback by Melissa Rausch, who you might know as um, one of the girlfriends on The Big Bang Theory. I wasn't Is that uh, the the blonde chick. Yes. Yes. Okay. And she's very funny. I've seen her interviewed, and I've seen her on other shows, on Nerdist and and various things. And she's super smart and super hilarious. But I'll tell you, I was really put off by her because Arlene Sorkin is still alive. She's still alive. She's still knocking around Hollywood. She's Mrs. Christopher Lloyd. Um, Not to be confused with Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd, but the no, other Christopher the, Lloyd. the Christopher Lloyd who created Modern Family and a million other sitcoms. like Uber rich. Uber rich. She's just rolling into... And I think she's still friends with Paul Dini. Yeah. It, it's just she probably didn't want to do the work or, you know, the voice work is tough on an actress. But I, would, I, I really... God damn, I missed her on this. But... Um, Melissa Roush kind of got me towards the end of the film as opposed to the beginning. The, be- the beginning, eh, that especially first act, during that fight with Nightwing, that was really forced. I thought, yeah, but I'll get into that in my negatives. But but beyond, I thought the voice casting. I mean, they they called in a a troop of their regulars from from back in the Warner Brothers days, and to see again Lauren Lester. As Nightwing, holy shit, that guy can still play young mm-hmm. so well. Kevin Conroy, his voice has not changed from that gravelly baritone that he had from the very first day in 1992. It's still the same. It's it, still it, it, it's still the voice I hear when I read the comic books. And it was Gotham City, as I remember it from the new adventures of Batman, down to the, or I should say, up to the dirigible police you know, the police airships with the spotlights the, yeah. going down. Oh, they showed that. How it was never a black sky at night. It was always a red sky at night. 
um, the, 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 the full-on designs were just fantastic. So I really love the idea of this sort of retro noir fused with an internet future. It, it's just a really neat thing. I would love to see them try to replicate that in live action one day just to see what that would look like if, if you could do this sort of retro punk kind of uh, world. I, I just overall, I enjoyed the lightness of the film. I didn't know what I was going to get going into it because I watched only one trailer for it. Yeah. And I didn't get the idea that it was just going to be a straight up comedy, which it really was. I mean, they played it for laugh after laugh and they used Batman as the straight man to so many different jokes in it's, the film. It, it, like I, I think I told you, it was like Bruce Tim let loose because if you look at some of Bruce Tim's private art, yeah. it's all funny. It is. He's he is. It's hilarious. all sexual and funny. I was about to say there's oh. a lot of. Uh, I've seen his Vampirella stuff. Oh, oh okay. God. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, one of the things that I really. One last thing that I want to say that I really enjoyed about this film was that they had some very dynamic fight sequences. Um, even though I wasn't sure about Melissa Rauch's performance in the first act, in the first act we had the alleyway fight scene between her and Nightwing that was choreographed out of a Jackie Chan film that I thought with the use of the fire escape ladders mm -hmm. and the trash can lids and things like that, there was a lot of objects which you don't see a lot done in animation of three dimensions being used. You you usually see it more like Street Fighter where it's two characters going back and You know, forth. I hadn't thought of that. That's yeah. a really good point. So I, I, I was really impressed by the choreography of that. And to be honest... Of the two major directors at Warner Brothers Animation, in fact, I don't think she works there anymore, but Lauren Montgomery was always more my favorite directors on various Justice League episodes. And she did, again, I, I talk about it all the time, but Crisis on Two Earths is my favorite directive video. And she directed that because she directs fight scenes so damn well. She directed Wonder Woman yes, directive did. video as well, didn't yeah, she? Which was she, excellent. Oh, Nathan Fillion and Carrie Russell. <laughs> awesome. Super awesome, and Alfred Molina as mm -hmm. Ares. That was a good director. Good night, yeah. nurse. You you have me at that point. I really enjoyed the movie overall. I enjoyed the lighter tone. It took me a while to get into it because I wasn't sure what it was that I was getting. Right. And I'm going to use that as my segue. I'm just going to start off okay. the 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 things that I didn't like about the film. And I'm just going to use that right there, is that I did not enjoy the slow burn in the first act of the film where I wasn't sure what it was that I was supposed to get through this. You know, I, I understand that Harley and Joker in general, in, in the previous animated series and animated films, are these funny psychopaths. Oh, excuse me, sociopaths. <laughs> oh, say. yeah. You know, I get that fact, but... It was a real slow burn in the beginning. I d oh, one last thing that I enjoyed was the music. The music, not just the, the singing parts, but the actual score for this film was fantastic. Did you hear that, the original theme when they were in the Batwing? Absolutely did. Yeah, okay. Absolutely did. But the thing that I, that, that I think I took issue with uh, the most was the fact that there were some some animation that appeared rushed to me. You know, speaking of the the portion where the Batwing showed up, Batwing showing up, fantastic. The Batwing uh, spawning landing gear that could barely fit inside the carcass of a Mack truck. 
from its slight frame made no sense to me whatsoever. I understand Kirby force perspective and shit like that, but it just, <laughs> you know, stuff like that took me out of the scene. I thought that the the design for the Floronic Man, even though I liked the voice performance for Kenneth Michael Richardson, I didn't really see the difference beyond a haircut between him and Swamp Thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that was something that I just thought was really out of place. Um, I I enjoyed Paget Brewster's work in the past. Her working on her, uh, excuse me, Poison Ivy's voice was was fine. Uh, the design was the classic Bruce Tim Poison Ivy, which again was fine, but I didn't get a lot out of her. No, it, she they they played. She wasn't the, as complex as she used to be. No, and I, I felt like she was just you know, and, and, and it was telegraphed a million miles away. Okay, so we're going to kill the scientist who gave us Alec Collins' bioregenerative formula. And she's because she herself was a scientist in her right. previous life. She's going to have to come come to do it. And oh, she's probably going to have to. She's probably going to reconcile with Harley Quinn, who who was her criminal BFF from back in the days. And you know, they'll all team up against the Floronic Man's you know master plan in the end. I mean, come on. And and the last the last thing that I have to bitch about about this was the ending, where I thought that was horrible. The the ending. It, the non-ending? The, the non-ending. non-ending. It's right. Adam's right. Okay, so in case you're wary of spoilers, and we have been speaking around the story up until this point, now might be a good time to turn it off. Spoiler if you alert you know, right now. There's a major spoiler alert in three, two, one. The Floronic Man has done nothing. Okay, so... <laughs> at the end of the film, the Floronic Man, okay, has beat the shit out of Batman, Nightwing, and Harley Quinn. Poison Ivy, you know, with her plant control powers, kind of got over on him a little bit. But at that point, Batman's really regretting his his conversation with Booster Gold, who was voiced by Bruce Timm, yes. by the way. Okay, and, I did uh, like that part. I, I did... like that part okay, as well. We, I think we I that missed part. that part, honestly. Yeah. We're in the Batmobile, and, and Booster Gold calls, and... He's like, well, I can send you this guy. And you can I can see send Nightwing you. Going, I can send you the elongated man. He's like too talky. Yeah. Or I can send you Triumph, and he puts the L up to his head. Loser. Oh, and that's the okay. I was yeah. That was, I was after ru- the fart scene. I was running. Oh the co- God. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. I just like Batman's face in the fart scene. I just did that. <laughs> man. You know what? That was a joke that went five minutes too long. Wow. Did that go too long? <laughs> in the first, like the initial. Bart, well, you know, it's I started coming. to kind of giggle. I was like, "All right, that's okay. kind of funny, whatever." <laughs> and then it just went on and on and on, and I was like, "Are, Are you, you fucking ruined your own thing? Good job." So Batman had to pull over to a gas station so Harley Quinn called Gotham Gas. Yeah, Gotham Gas. Even though it was like in outside swamp. of Gotham. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> it just you know I, the gags went too long, and the comedy was. Again, I, I, I enjoyed the funny parts of this film, and I appreciate the kitsch to this film. I, I don't think, I, again, Adam knows this from, from previous conversations where he had, where I'm against keeping things precious. You know, I, I'm against, you know, this sense of preciousness about certain stories or against certain IP and whatnot. And 
there was just moments where I just felt like, man, they were twisting themselves over backwards trying to get this shit to be funny in places, and in Harley's case, quite literally. And I just... Hey, Jim, quick, since you yeah. just said that, quick question. Yeah. Do you think... Okay, because she is the it thing. She's like right. the biggest thing in DC besides Batman. Right. Okay. Do you think that maybe somewhere Warner Brothers executives said, we want this movie because it's Harley Quinn and it's Batman. There's nothing bigger than that. But can you make sure that she's funny because we missed the mark with Suicide Squad? I mean, do you think that somewhere and they just went over the top? Because it's almost like they were making up for some bad shit. It's, I, I, I will the comic ne- book doesn't have to pull gags that long. It's no, funny. you're right. You're right. And, and, and maybe they're, that's what got them to greenlight the project. I can't believe that the co-creator of Harley Quinn, Bruce Tim, who's co-created with the character with, with Paul Dini, I don't think that that he would necessarily do a project just for that cynical sort of let's get Harley Quinn right. But I think that there might be the powers that be at DC Entertainment that might have thought it. I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's a, just you know, possible. So. It's possible. Honestly, this... Felt like well, keep, I'll let you no, go. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just rambling. I'm just rambling. But we're going to go to Manny first, okay. so I, I want you to move into Super Saiyan mode before you really let loose. Nine thousand's going to look like your pinky toe when we get to wow. Me. Oh. oh boy, just remember, don't blow my soundboard. Okay, so just take that into consideration. Right. So Manny, what were some of the drawbacks to to the film for you? Okay, drawbacks were probably that first fight scene between. Uh, Nightwing and Harley. Really? Okay. Uh, not because of the action, but the voice work. I just didn't oh, care for it. Yeah. Uh, it just felt like maybe it would have been better if they didn't try to have a, a quirk, uh, something sarcastic to say after every move. And that's a really good point. That I just want to bring it out that I, I'm not familiar with his work. I should have looked it up on IMDb, but the the voice casting and voice director was uh, a guy I think was Wes Gleason on this one who I seem to remember from other DC animated projects. Andrea Romano was an executive She's producer. She's missed. I'm sorry. I, She's missed. I just, and I know that, again, these are people who have worked their whole oh, lives. Yeah, they I, deserve I, respect to, the, I respect their work. I they do. They deserve to take it easy, but shit, I miss Andrea Romano yeah, so Yeah, that bad. was one of the things when I saw the credits, I was like, I wish that said Andrea Romano. Yeah, because, <laughs> exactly. Especially because of this project being a kind of a time war project for us, uh-huh. it would have been nice to have her direct them. Uh, one of the other things I didn't like about the movie was the beginning of the movie. Really? Oh, yeah. It was oh, so... Yeah. Forgettable? Forgettable, and it was really like... It didn't really have... Like, I don't think you needed to go that deep by not going deep, if you get what I'm saying. It was just kind of <laughs> a mess. Like, Batman... And then Batman shows, of course, he knows everything, right? Because it's Batman, especially the animated Batman. But it was kind of like, do we need this scene? Right. I, I, I didn't think we needed that scene. It just... I don't know. And then they, I could tell Swamp Thing was going to be in it because they said, oh, look, it's Swamp Thing. That's not Swamp Thing. I was like, okay, so he's going to be in this movie. And Sorry. then he proceeds to just give you a, a who's who paragraph on Swamp Thing. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. There was so much exposition. I mean, do you remember the character from Austin Powers, Basil Exposition? Yes. And Sarge Steele was an American guy from New York version of Basil Expedition. It must have been his New York cousin, Chuck <laughs> Exposition. I'm sorry, but you... Okay, we get it. Argus is the new super spy organization inside DC. 
But fuck, do they have to make them all look like shield uniforms? What's hilarious? Even is, the logo, right? Yeah, oh. I just kind of accepted that. I well, all right, I, I get it. But yeah, but even that. As they were giving all this exposition, mm-hmm. I kept trying to rock my brain and figure out who the fuck that was. Yeah. I was like, who is this guy? And I was like, it's not Rick Flagg. No. Yeah. Who, who, this is this Steve Trevor? Who is this guy? Yeah. Because they never tell, like, I don't think they tell you. They do said they? his name was, or somebody called him Sarge. In the film, and he's credited as Sarge And that Steel. was the thing that gave it away, was right. his fucking credit. And I right. was like, you're busy telling us all this other bullshit that we already know. Take a second to fucking introduce I'm yourself. The, I'm the guy with gray at my temples in a weird scuba suit with a, with a gun holster that's turned the wrong way. Right. I'm the Nick Fury guy with two eyes. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Stupid. And as someone with one eye, sorry, Nick Fury yeah. still rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fact that he could shoot the way he shoots with one eye. Amazing. Dope. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah, that, that really bothered me. It's one of those things. It's kind of like when we talked about the Teen Titans movie where sometimes you don't need to do so much. Yeah. Less is more. Less and is less more. more would have been, especially with that. Because, like Adam said, who is this guy? Batman's just showing up and talking to him. I don't care. Yeah, it's like Argus. What the fuck? Batman is- could have showed up at the crime scene and located the leaf, right? And figured it out from there. He could have snuck he past just, all those. And he should have snuck in. He's right. Batman. But what they wanted to do was introduce Argus in yet another film <sighs> to cram DC Super Spy Agency, which to me is a pale version of Checkmate. Which was a much better super spy. Absolutely, uh, yes, yes, yes. I want, I want Greg Rucka checkmate adapted somewhere in either TV animation or film. I don't give a shit. Buck Argus checkmate is just better. Yes, thank you. That's it. Well, they have a shield. I mean, they look at it as the marketable shield analog, <sighs> and I that's I honestly think having a an armed division of Star Labs would be a better idea. Right. Than that, or just fucking use Cadmus. Thank you. Yeah. Their fucking acronym is lame. The Advanced Research Group Uniting Superhumans. Fuck you. That is that's the that's the acronym for the organization. Look, I'm sorry, that's too much. They're trying too hard to be, and this is where I get mad. It's trying too hard to be Marvel and use the same. That's the beauty of it. It's you've got to have two different things. And there doesn't need to be an acronym for fucking everything. No. And this is a guy who used to, who spent his entire high school, once I learned what the SHIELD acronym was, I just made up acronym agencies in the back of my, my high school notebooks just because I thought that was fucking <laughs> Hey, was weird. it the man from Uncle? Uncle's an acronym, right? Yep. Uncle is an acronym. It's the United Nations Command for Law Enforcement. Yes, I love when he pulls yeah. shit like this out. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it, it's just... Uh, yeah. So anyways... Don't stop get trying, me started. Stop trying to be Marvel. Yep. And another thing I'm noticing, the quality of these movies is going down fast. In what respect, though? Just I, I like want to challenge the, it just okay. a little bit. Um, the voice sounds were great, stuff like that. But the way it's presented and the way it looks to me, it a lot of it looks rushed. And it's starting to look like the those horrible Disney Marvel movies, direct-to-video movies yeah. that they make. Okay. And I think they need to slow down a little bit. We don't need four a year. Go back no. to two a year or three year, whatever. But put some effort into it again because. Where do you think this started, Manny? Where do I? Th- um, I really believe this started when DC did so much with Cartoon Network. No, no, no. no. I meant in the the movie in the chronologically. Movie. Oh, which oh, movie? The movie? You, which um, movie do you think this started let's in? See, not bad. Uh, New Frontier was awesome. I think. I'll you, tell you. Go ahead. Justice League War. 
You think it was Justice League War? Mm-hmm. It got... You know what? You're probably right, because they used to try to style the animation by the artists of the comic book or graphic novel they yep. were doing. Yep. With that one, they went, Superman got out of proportion, almost like John Romita Jr. started drawing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Manny I, and I share an opinion of JR. I JR love to right draw, now. okay? I yeah. draw things for people, and when I see bad proportions, uh-huh. it's just in comic books, and not just any comic the marquee comic books of yes. American culture, it really pisses me off. That's right. So unless it's Picasso doing it, then I can't complain. And look, right? it's not like Romita has done bad work in the past. It's no, just, he's done really good stuff. But fuck, since he went over to DC, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, he, are they rushing him so much that he's just? Okay, I, I got to get this. Honestly, page done. here's what I think it is. He's an older. He's getting older. Yeah, he I is. I think he's probably. I think he's fifty. I don't even want to call him junior anymore. That's he's like two older. years older than me. Okay, no, I said he's getting older. I didn't say he's old. That's two years older than me. Okay, so he's getting older. I'm getting older is what you're saying. We Pretty all are. fucking much. <laughs> you know what? I walked right into that one. So, fair Folks, enough. Folks, you want honesty, you got it. Uh, I mean... Um, okay, so he's no, getting older. He's getting older, and when you get older, you... Slow down. You have to slow down. And unless you're Jack Kirby. Unless you're Jack fucking Kirby. Yep. Um, which you only do one book a month that you write and draw. Right. Uh and Ugh. and I think that he's awesome. trying to make the same output that he was and he can twenty years ago. And so he's having to take shortcuts. Yeah. Now personally, he's one of those artists in my eyes that can do no wrong. So I fair I've, enough. I fucking anything he does, I generally love. Okay. okay. So, no, we all have that artist that we automatically forgive, no matter what. For me, that's George Perez. George Perez, I, yeah. I don't, if it's that shit book he did a few years ago called Sirens, <laughs> I fucking love that book. You know why? Because George paints pretty women. And, and, and oh, I, yes, he does. I, God damn. He's like the heir apparent to Kurt Swan. Um, Kurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Kurt Swan just, he under, oh, God. Anyway, I feel like I, Kurt I, Swan I, is so unsung. Like, he, to me, he he's, like, the Superman artist. Yes. But while you get, like, Tales of the Batman, whatever, in these hardcovers, and they're starting to use guys from the 70s that are not remembered and the stories don't hold up, give us a fucking, you know, Superman by Kurt Swan hardcover. Hell yeah. You know what? That's true. Yeah. yeah, and they are pulling stuff from the back. Yeah, and you know what? How many years did he draw Superman? Oh, 30, 40? Fuck! Yeah. I, I want to say no, okay. So let's, you could give us literally an omnibus. I would word. say at least thirty years, at least thirty at least, years, right? At least, at least. thirty he years. Was, he Him was going Kurt, out as I was being born and going into DC Comics, yeah, yeah. because Byrne was coming in. Right. He was. That was it. And yeah. he was and Perez and and then they were and then Byrne took over everything. But yeah. Yeah. So how many generations of comic book readers that read his stuff? And you're right. He's an unsung hero. Still he really is. is. He is in the Hall of Fame, so there he is. He is, a, and I have posted stamps with his drawings on it. Yeah. Know, but say his name, and a lot of people don't know who he is anymore. That's true. And the thing is, you can't just go... Uh, you got books by Perez, in, and right. it says George Perez. It's a marquee name. You got a hardcover. Walt Simonson, yes. fucking Joe Cooper. Oh, here's a um, question. Since we're going with Kurt Swan real quick. I know we're sidetracked. But man, this is a divergence. <laughs> I know, but real quick. It's I'll because get back. we like quality, goddammit. That's true. So if we get back That's to true. animated, if they could go back and do an animated feature on one of those old classic stories. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Well, and whatever happened to The Man of Tomorrow? 
Make that. There you go. Make that's that a movie one. because they've already done for the man who has everything. Yeah. Yes. You know, but I want it done in that Kurt Swan style. Exactly. And and for and I want like Alan that, Moore dialogue. Well, <laughs> good luck with that one. Well, they, no, I know that. They but we'll will just have pull. to call it the original writer's dialogue. Yep. So, <laughs> well, I would love to see if they did a um, a double feature with that and whatever happened to the Cape Crusader. Oh yeah, if they did that as a double feature, oh, and you yeah. got Cooper artwork and the way you market it Swan too. Artwork yep. like and the way you market it because there's some people going. I don't understand what's going on. You, you put those great, great special features that DC's known for having. Oh, yeah. And to explain what was going on, Grant Morrison doing that, and you had Alan Moore and Kurt Swan doing this, and the, the DC was changing, Superman was changing, to explain this. So we get a rich history of, of the DC universe. Exactly. Because that's, I think, really where they hit the bar a lot of times when the movie sucks. Sometimes the special features kind of save it. Oh, absolutely. Those special features on New Frontier... Holy shit. Because they get the real artists. They get to talk to these people that actually matter in comic books. The ones who've done the work. Exactly. The ones who've done the work. Our unsung heroes. So, Manny, I I think it's that time that we've all been waiting for. (laughs) Oh, let's do it. I'm hearing the voodoo drums play right now. (laughs) So, you know, it's like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like No, no, no. It's like, remember the lead up to the fight between Doomsday and Superman? Where every time Doomsday would show up, you'd you'd hear, doom, doom, doom. So we've got that onomatopoeia (laughs) playing in our brains right now. And and the panels would get bigger and bigger. And And then the wall cracks. Right. There you go. And I'm sorry, but the body wrapping of Adam is now completely completely off. It's completely (laughs) off. It's the chones and the boots. I'm saying. (laughs) And the bones. Bone spurs. spurs. Bone spurs everywhere. And we're not talking Batman v Superman doomsday. We're talking actual Dan Juergens. Yeah. Brett Breeding. Um, 1992. Oh, that's right. The Doomsday yes. to end all Doomsdays. So Adam slash Doomsday Messinger hit it. All right. So I'm going to start from the fucking top. And, and just say, I'm opens... going to imitate Adam and just say, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, go ahead. So we're going to start from the top. I get, it starts off and you see Batman's bat symbol. And I thought, oh, I'm being picky, but that doesn't look very good. It looks weird and like shoved in. And I thought, I'm just being a critical asshole. Manny, he's already and cracking then, on the Korean animators I at know. this point. And then you realize I, there are friends in South Korea, right? This was not a North Korean animation <laughs> studio. Then they must have misinterpreted the Korean oh, language because oh, holy Jesus. shit. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Because, yeah. I shouldn't have. You know what? I opened that door. I I own that (laughs) one. I own it. Yeah, I mean, they must have got it from, they thought, oh, this is Kim Jong. We better get our shit together. Yeah. No. uh, And it it did. The animation did not look good to me. It was reminiscent of the, the new adventures if the new adventures had been dumbed down. Okay. Was it too digital, too computerized for you? Too rounded. Okay. This is gonna, and that sounds dumb because when no, you look at it, I, I see where it's you're going. Stiff, with, but it's it's too round. Used a lot of sharp lines in the animated, the the new Batman Adventures. So and and that did. was the thing. That's what made that work was the very sharp aesthetic style, and this completely missed that in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I saw, and I it kept it stuck out to me like a sore thumb the entire film, Nightwing's eyes. Nightwing's fucking eyeballs, 
take that him out of me. his mask. Why? Why did they decide to I don't even kn- draw the shadow of pupils on his I eyes? I was like, you need to fight. Stop it! His I, just give him white eyes. God damn it! I don't know. That is, you know what? That was weird. I, did, I just, for, I just I remember just that. Thought, that yeah. bugged me because sometimes he looked cross-eyed. Yeah, yeah. Just, he would try to give facial expressions uh, and look like nightmare. a moron. And they didn't look like real eyes. They were like circles with a dot in the middle. Right. Like just like why a, even try? I don't the, know. Yeah, it should have just been white. Well, what they were trying to do are sight gags in that, which is it's a comedy term of of how you move your eyes to go. Oh boy! You know they got away this. with you can do that with the white eyes. You make an upside down smile when they're surprised, and you make them you know pointy when they're and mad. doing frown, frown lines and crow's feet and stuff like that. All that stuff. Anyway, Adam, I'm sorry. Good yeah. Point. Well, I mean, you guys are getting my drift. Yeah. Um, and so, damn, it, you're getting me all fired up. <laughs> yeah. So, fuck those guys. Yeah. No, anyway, so sorry, we start sorry. there, and that's my initial impression of the film. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh boy. And I'm like, all right, may, again, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm being a little too hard on it. And then they start in with Batman and the whole Jason Woodrow Floronic Man thing, and I'm like. <laughs> He's I'm a, like, all right, uh-huh. uh, and I and I was like, so they're gonna add depth to this character, right? No, they just add facts. They don't add depth; they add facts. Yeah, and it's just like, and, here's the info dump on Jason Woodrow. Yeah, and then it did that same thing with Alec Holland. Right. And what's funny is I was dumb enough to try and read the little text. The newspaper thing the or news, whatever? I, I did. I was like, maybe they hid something in there. No. No, it's no, nonsense. They didn't even fucking try. Yeah. yeah. I, I was surprised the headline is was in English wow. after reading the rest of it. We're wow. trying to. Okay. Um, and it was just info dumps. There was no depth to any of the characters. Yeah. Um, and so then they get to the whole Harley Quinn thing, and they get to, to superhero Hooters, which... No, uh, no, no. That does not get a okay. pass for me. The one thing that gets a pass for me that I, I will say, and this is credit to the background artists on this, they actually used the Dick Giordano yes. design. Yes. Superhero wall art stickers that came from the 70s. Oh, I have some of those pictures in my right. house. Yeah, right? I went, oh, that's kind of neat because you get the Styles Clash thing. You know yeah. one thing else I'll give them? Maybe it's a quick little public service announcement. When you go to these comic cons, don't just start groping these women. Right? Maybe yeah. uh, cosplay's not consent, motherfucker. That's yeah, right. that's right. That's right. That that's okay. So we we learned. Okay, so there was a moral to the super babe story part. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, moving on. And then so then you get Harley Quinn, PhD, uh, MD. MD, okay, yeah. What, what, well, probably whatever. both. Fucking, she probably stole to pay for her student loan debts. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> doing waitressing. And, and like, Nightwing nailed it on the head of, like, why are you doing this when you are, you know, genius? And you're trying to tell me, even though you may have been disaccredited, that you're not fucking smart enough to do anything other than get a, a straight waitressing job? That's right. the only thing you can do? Right. Like, no. Nah. He, he addresses that, too. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Right. But, yeah, but the, the argument kind of stops it. Like, oh, well, I'm, I'm unaccredited. Like, no. No, you weren't. 
Well, yeah, she well, she said she, she got, lost her medical. She license. lost her medical license. Oh. Yeah, but even then, you were smart enough to get that medical license. You're smart enough to get a job that is not this, especially if you're a sociopath. Yeah, I mean, you could get a job as an editor for a scientific journal or something yeah, like that. I mean, that's where a lot of of you know uh, uh, doctors that lose their licenses or choose to let them uh, elapse. They Dr. go into Phil? fields like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know what the problem is? Is uh, there's a whole lot of hunting and a whole lot of fishing that needs to go on, and you're expecting your wife to do both. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. Was, that uh, was actual advice that Dr. Phil gave a, a marriage. So we don't in watch trouble. that show. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, anyway. I would have rather looked at his bald head for Honestly, a fucking hour and a half. I'm uh, going to go out at night and fuck crime. How much does he sound like Hank Hill, by the way? A lot. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I never Honestly. thought of that. You know, I'm a psychiatrist and I sell propane. <laughs> <laughs> I work with a guy whose dad actually works at a propane place and he looks exactly like Bobby Hill. No, no shit. shit. We even call him Bobby. He races cars and Bobby. he's on our crew. Uh, he's went on our crew. That's but, yeah, great. That's hilarious. Come so. on, dad. <laughs> anyway. So then we get into uh he oh, the whole the whole thing of him trying to find Harley Quinn. Yeah. Where it's just the whole gag of, like, oh, the who's who. Yeah. He goes to a fucking priest. Yeah, well. Like, he, like all that stuff fell flat to me. And okay. again, Adam, I real did, quick. Was it annoying that Batman just said, we need to find Harley Quinn because it had poison ivy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was one of those the, that the, was just like, why do you need to find Harley Quinn? You're fucking Batman. You're honestly, fucking Batman. Honestly, you don't need Harley Quinn. That is probably the best call out of any show that you've made to date and it didn't even hit me until the, it came from your mouth yeah. is that this is the world's greatest fucking detective this is a guy who knows everything about Dr. Alec Holland he didn't need that file dump from Alec Holland he could have looked at the chemical map that was on the whiteboard behind them and go huh they're using the bioregenerative formula because of course Batman would memorize that shit yeah, he Good and he point. has all the no, files he, on it. He, I mean, come on, he knew exactly who Alec Holland was. He knew the whole history of the swamp. You thing. know, Adam's bringing up a lot of stuff that I just kind of didn't think about. It yeah. was stuff that just didn't. This is stuff that stuck out to me like a middle finger yeah. throughout a lot of this movie. <laughs> I guess I was concentrating on the fart jokes a little bit too. Much. <laughs> I think you, you know, to your guys' credit, is I think you guys were trying hard to enjoy the movie. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I just tried and could not. Fair enough. (laughs) It could be it was just nostalgic for me, you know? You know, and I think that they were trading on that, to be quite honest. I don't mean to sound so cynical, but they were expecting a bunch of middle-aged guys to buy this because Kevin Conroy, Lauren Lester... Bruce Tim, Bruce Tim, and Andrea Romano uh, on as an EP, and all these other guys. Sam registers, yeah. Sam Liu, who's been in the Warner Brothers stable for a long, long time. Uh, it just is disappointing. Yeah, you know, because I couldn't even show it to my kids. Yeah, it, and it was, oh, you know, we talk a lot about. It's because Poison Ivy's plan is batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, total guano. But the guano. the point that I, I think that I want to make is is that this pushed the envelope on what a PG thirteen movie was. I, I just and I am not. I think if we if if any of our listeners have listened to a single review episode that we've done in the past, we don't blanch at 
you know, raunchy subject matter or hard subject matter. Teen Titans, I think, is a very perfect example of that. Perfect. And I think it handled some delicate issues in that. And look, there's nothing more delicate than a 50-year-old Slade Wilson with a 15-year-old Tara Markov. Um, That's a point that, that they really tap danced around really, really well, I thought. Whereas in this film, I mean, again... Fart shit, you know, fart and shit humor, and then they had the 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 bondage sex scene between, which was, which was to be true, truthful, intimated. It wasn't shown, but man, was the the foreplay shown in that in okay. that one. And then you the, had to be a fucking idiot, right. a blind idiot who yeah. had not been watching the show to get the fact that they fucked, and then when Batman walks in on them with having the tickle fetish thing. Yeah, exactly. I was just like. And then they did the whole Batman figuring it out. It was like, as it was as who ham, cares. It was as ham fisted as the romance between Bruce and Barbara Gordon in the Killing Joke animated. Okay, so is this going to be a trend now with Harley Quinn and these animated movies? Because remember, uh, Attack or Assault on Arkham. Right. She fucks uh, Deadshot. Oh, Deadshot. That's yeah. right. I guess now she fights crime through the power of her vagina. Of, of vagina. Which, <laughs> look, <laughs> she said she's not a whore. Yeah, I'm she's all, a fucking hood. I get who she is and what she is, and we all get that. I mean, she, we got look. The first she's but she's supposed to be a little bit more of a, of of an off kilter free spirit, other than a nymphomaniac assassin. Right. And I think that's the part that's confusing me is that they they really really exploited the character. I thought overall, looking back on using, I mean, the information that Adam just dumped on us here. Look, it's quite true. I think it was an exploitation of Harley Quinn, an exploitation of, of a completely fictionalized character. When she first appeared, she was this cute little sounding clown girlfriend, and she was sexy in her own way, and they kept her that way. And But yeah, you're right. Maybe because she's so popular, now they feel that they have to exploit her to that point. I don't I, know. I don't get it, man. It, she was fine the way she was. And. And yeah, and look, I'm not going to diss the acting performance. I thought Melissa Roush nailed it towards the end of the film, but man, I, I just did not feel it from the writing for the character. And Even. this was this was a pro, this story was co-written between um, Bruce Tim and Jim Creek. Okay, now and there's that's, a- and that's something that really disappointed me. That I felt like Bruce Tim through this whole movie to me. If I got two things out of it. Okay. The whole thing encapsulated where Harley Quinn is at a character as a character right now. If you look at it from front to back and the story the story beats and the things that fell flat and the things that didn't, I feel like that in and of itself is almost like the spirit of Harley Quinn. Right. That's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Um yeah. but it also felt like Bruce Tim went. Oh, you know it'd be funny, and then they were just bullshitting around about ridiculous shit. And then his friend co-wrote this, and, and Ooh, I used... think James Craig has done some comics work, hasn't he? Uh, no, that was Kruger, th- Jim Kruger, Jim, Jim Kruger. Yeah, which I think it would have been t- tolerable had, yeah. had he co-written it. Um, yeah, sorry to get you off track there, but yeah, yeah, I feel like this was just his off, off the you know, off the cuff like bullshit thing. And then they're like, oh, well, fucking let's make him do a movie because it's Bruce Tim. He can do whatever he wants. And it was half thought out and it was not executed at all. As I said, the things I listed were the first 
five to ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. I really hated, and and I could go on for probably a good hour and a half on my own. Yeah. uh, Just with how much I fucking hated this movie. Yeah. Um, I hated Nightwing versus Harley Quinn. I hated it in concept. We don't need to see Nightwing beating the shit out of a woman. That's well, not something we need to see. But, but here's the see, thing: but, if but you're we, Nightwing, let me, let me challenge that for just a second here. And I know we're we're getting towards the end of this show, but I want to challenge it just a little bit. In so far as saying we see male characters versus female characters in a lot of fighting games. Um, why we see it in, in feature films like uh, Pierce Brosnan's James Bond versus Zenya Anatop. Why I'm thinking of this character right off the top of my head, I have no idea, but there you go. What makes this different? Okay, we're in 2017. Fighting games are not story-driven by, by Ex- nature. Except for Injustice 2. Well, Injustice 2 is story-driven to a degree, but at the core, it's a fighting game. Fighting games are where two people fight. There's no real consequence other than two people having fun beating the shit out of each other. But That's I mean, what it comes down to. But if Harley Quinn came out on top at the end of that fight, which she did... I, I still had an issue with it. Okay, um, I, I'm not. I'm just trying to figure out where where it, it this, is. For me, it's from a story perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as much as I really didn't like the concept of, especially Batman and Nightwing beating the shit out of Harley Quinn, because they're smarter than that. Hmm. You're the world's again. It goes back to you're the world's greatest detective. You were trained by the world's greatest detective. You should not necessarily have to resort to fighting first thing after having a bullshitty sparse debate but based on this wasn't she the one that started that fight no he he challenged her and then she threw the first punch well she threw the first punch but so no I, he I, got in fighting stances if oh yeah we're gonna fight now and then well, she said all right let's fight it's like well i think he was preparing for a fight because it was harley quinn also I'm just saying that... I think it, it he would have done that from at, the top without talking if I, that had been I the case. Think, I think you can look at it as from both directions. I see it maybe a little bit differently than you do. I don't see her as a demure figure that, that was being picked on by Nightwing. And sometimes I think it services the story to have both characters on an equal playing field. And honestly, where Dick is probably more the, the skilled fighter than Harley is... Harley is the one who played dirty in the end by by giving him low-grade Joker venom and uh, completely knocking his ass out with a boot to the face, I might say. I did like the Joker venom thing. The yeah. only thing, again, I was... I guess I'm a huge fucking nerd because I was like, low-grade Joker venom, that's bullshit. Uh, Joker venom kills people. And that, again, nerd me. That yeah. was me being nitpicky nerd. Well, I will it was, own up to I that. don't think she was out to kill anybody. I think she was just using that in case somebody got really handsy at the club. So I just I this sounds dumb. Okay. I will put it out there. I don't believe that exists. I believe that I, Joker I, Venom but exists it's a cartoon. and it kills people. It is a cartoon. It, I just told you. Okay, it's so, dumb. so you, I qualified okay. it with Very it's well. dumb. Fair enough. It did sound dumb. So there you go. Um, Adam just admitted that he sounded dumb. In, so. that, one, in that one moment, yes. Uh, but, I mean, overall, a lot of the humor of the film fell short. The use of the green, which was a brilliant concept, was shit all over. Yeah. Swamp Thing was a waste. Swamp that Thing... That was like something that's like, why even have him there? Yes. It was just... A, okay, 
And then he sounded stupid. I'm he did. sorry. I couldn't. In fact, oh, you ruined Swamp Thing. I tuned you out about Swamp halfway Thing through his sparingly. You have to use him sparingly. And when you use him, you better use him right because he's one of those. I might not read Swamp Thing, but goddamn, I like Swamp Thing. And please don't Swamp ruin Thing it. Swamp Thing is fucking dope. And and instead of coming to this, which could have been a truly elegant ending, if you used the sort of you know Alan Moore. Rick Veach, John Totalbin, kind of early 80s pre-Vertigo Swamp thing, you could have had a real moment where it wasn't going to be fisticuffs between Swamp Thing and the Floronic Man. It could have been, let me show you the error of your ways. Come with me to the Parliament of Trees. Boom, done. And then it could have faded to black. But no, they needed a gag where Swamp Thing, oh, you're going to save a Swamp Thing. Oh, wait a minute. He's sinking back into the swamp. We better so set him catch on. him on fire. Yeah, yeah. that fucking, it, again, it was it was part it was, of the, the gags that did not work, it, which it, were plentiful. It could have been an almost tear-jerking level kind of ending. And I really was disappointed in, in Swamp Thing's, which they telegraphed from all the way at the beginning of, mm-hmm. the, of, of the episode. <laughs> I was thinking we were. That's gonna, not foreshadowing. That's spoiler alert. That was spoiler alert. Swamp Thing's going to be in the last reel of this film. Now, fuck off. Swamp Thing's just going to sink back, saying, "I've got bigger things to, con- you know, con- sound like contemplate about the universe." And he sounded like da da da. And then it was just terrible. You also had what was it, Sutter Sutter Swamp. Oh, it was. Uh, uh, what you well, you had you had the mention of Slaughter Swamp, Slaughter which is Swamp. where they were earlier, but. If you're going to do that, bring out Solomon Grundy. But I thought it was dope what they called the swamp in Louisiana by calling it Ween Wrightson Swamp. Yeah, that's That was cool. pretty cool by putting the creators in the episode yeah. of Swamp Thing. So. Um, and then I realized at the end of this movie that everything I liked about it was not the movie. Yeah. Everything I liked about it was because it referenced something that I liked. Good point. Not because the story was strong. Yeah. And to me, that's the ultimate weakness is when you your story doesn't work and the only things I like about it are other things you talked about. And went, oh, isn't that cool? And you're like, well, yeah, of course that's fucking cool. Yeah, there were there were cool moments of this film, but I think it's it's safe to say... They were well, all borrowed. Yeah, yeah. So, look, let's... We're we're at about an hour at this point, so I think we've kind of beat this plant to death. <laughs> as as I said, I could have gone on for about an hour and a half on I'm my own sure. of how much I fucking hated this and bullshit. Yeah, and I encourage you to write away on Twitter. I can't wait to see the ten part Twitter rant on this one. Uh, yeah, I saved it for I don't tonight. Think there, I don't think there's enough Twitter to rant about. I think <laughs> you will you will you will uh, blow the capacity for Twitter. I, I f- and the thing is, I feel like in this, I've only cracked the surface of how much, of all the things that are fucking wrong with that, that piece of shit movie. Wow. So, that being said, I think it's time to score it one out of five mallets. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take lead on this one and just go really quick here. Um, I thought it was a fair to Midland DC animated project. I can't call this one a win. For me, a win is at three three of whatever we're calling it, but three mallets would have been a win. I think it came in under a win. I think there were moments of absolute brilliance that were punctuated by long stretches of, are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know how else to put it than that. So I'm going to give it two and a quarter mallets. 
and I think I'm being generous on that. I think, I think there, you are too. I, 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 again, the first fart was good. The rest of the fart that, I mean, even I smelled that shit. Man, <laughs> Manny, what do you got on this one? All right. Uh, this is based on me just liking cartoons. So okay. there's that. All right. I'm going to give it a 2.75 only because I got a cartoon to watch and I like, and I got to watch it with my wife, but That's such a low qualifier. Yeah, you know, it's every once in a while you get a cartoon to watch. I mean, every, I want a cartoon. If, if As, that's I, what you want, I can't hate on you. Everybody no, has their this own. This is thing. a car. To me, this is a cartoon. This yeah. is not an animated feature. That's this a good not, point. This is a cartoon. It was funny. It was supposed to. I mean, it was made to be funny. It's supposed to have gags. This was a cartoon. This was a Batman cartoon. That's all it was. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give it two points just because. It's a cartoon. Other than that, if I was... There are worse ways to spend an afternoon. Like, you could go in for emergency dental really? surgery. You know, that's pretty bad. At least I won't remember that. <laughs> well, no, because they typically keep you awake for emergency dental surgery. Oh, they do? Yeah, they but do. If you're I've gonna... never had that, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, just no. wait. Just wait. You'll be, you'll be white-knuckling, son. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but just to base... If you're going to base it off of the prior work that this is based on, it falls flat. It, it's way flat. And... and part of that, just what you said, is a big error in and of itself. It pulls from and reminisces back to the new adventures of Batman. But it's a cartoon. Those two things are oil and water when yeah. it comes to this material. Yeah. It would have been better just to do a New Adventures of Batman uh, reboot. Or, I don't know, reboot is the wrong word. Uh, but a just, lost movie. Or a continuation. A, yep. a movie inspired by. But, man. To, Somewhere between that and Batman Beyond, make a movie about that. Yeah, yeah. This is not the actor's fault. This is the no. It's no. not. I, I call my score. I I squarely put it on the execution of the of the art, the execution of the the animators that they used. It, it just everything. It was it was individual performances were great, but the sum of its parts just just tripped and fell face first. So um, I'm gonna give this. Were you done, Manny? I'm not. Trying no, to cut I'm done. You. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna give this one mallet. Okay. And I feel like I'm being generous. Okay. And it's getting the one mallet simply because I enjoyed the whole the the scene with uh, the bar with the bar. Yeah. And I that's the only time I found myself genuinely enjoying it. Yeah. That was the best scene in the movie. It I'm, truly was from I, beginning to end. If that would have just been the movie, like a tent, a, a quick exactly Bruce Tim short. Honest to God, if that was the case, then it would be a five out of five. If it was I, yeah. a Bruce Tim had short, everything you wanted had the, the yep. history. Honest and all to that. God, if it was just Batman and Nightwing wanting to go out for a glass of milk, why? I have no idea. But that would be fantastic. That would have been fan fucking tastic. The only thing that could have made that scene a little bit better is to show at least some of the fight. Yeah, that would have been that w- could have been truly. If great. you're doing a, uh, that as a ten minute feature, the only lead in you would need is oh, Batman and Nightwing have found where all the henchmen hang out, and they had no clue it looked like this. Yeah. And they're like, what the F? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then have Harley Quinn kind of be the spotlight character. Right. The, you know, which that would have been brilliant. Yeah. But we got all the other long. hour long of shit. And it was too long also, just oh in my general. God. That would have been fine in 30 minutes. Honestly. Or even, I'll even say, give it, they could have cut so much story. Because again, this was, Cause there I want to say, much seven, it was 74 minutes long. If they cut 15 minutes out of this film, I think it would have been a lot punchier. 
So, look, um, so you know how we call it on this show. So we've got the Russian judge played by Adam giving it a 1 out of 5. We have the American judge played by Manny who gave it a 2.75. So we're going to go with my score of 2.25 out of 5 mallets. Two and a quarter stars. Two and a quarter stars. It's uh, not the worst way you can spend an afternoon, but just watch Crisis on Two Earths again. It's so much better. <laughs> so much better. Yeah. You, you get James Woods as Owl Man. Come on. So go read something. Go, go, read, go a read a fucking comic. Okay. Adam needs to take some medication. <laughs> While we're doing that, I'm going to remind you that if you don't agree with any of the opinions expressed by people on this episode, which are entirely their own, <laughs> you can hit us up on all of the socials, on social media. On Twitter, we are at Graphic Podcast. On Instagram, we are at GraphicContent.Podcast. And our official Facebook page is facebook.com slash graphic podcast. Manny, thank you for coming into thank the Graphic for Content Studio, fun. episode 30. We're going to have you again on episode 31. Um, Spoiler. Yeah. We're all about spoilers tonight. Yeah, yeah I guess I'm we sorry. Are. I'm sorry. We are, we are a spoiler-filled podcast. Spoil, we already put the spoiler alert out, so... Yeah. Yeah, there you true. go. So, Manny, where can the kids find you online? Uh, Manny Gomez at Facebook.com, One Night Art, Facebook.com, or uh, One Night Art at Gmail.com. Nice. And I have got a pair of Chuck's, Chuck Taylor's. We're working for you. on those, and we think we found a way so I don't have to use ink directly to the canvas. I can actually just do everything digitally and then. Plant them on the shoe. What are you guys doing? He's going to do a pair of Green Lantern Chuck Taylors for me. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Is it going to be like the Jim Lee ones where they like. Kind of, but my own original art. It's going to be be his own design 100%. So that's that's fucking cool. Yeah. And Adam, speaking of cool, where can you be found on the internet? Uh, You can find me ranting on Twitter. Probably about this movie. Uh, that will. (laughs) This is going to sound bullshitty, but I feel like. I feel like I didn't get. A whole lot out of my system about this, yeah, and that sounds insane. But I'm, I swear to you. Spoiler alert: His Twitter is gonna my be Twitter full of will. This. There will be I, often. I rant at like midnight or one or something mm-hmm. like that. You're gonna find a rant on this. You're gonna click, and then you're just gonna see like 50 tweets of my conversation just about this fake news. Uh, Sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at Adam S. Messinger. Uh, Twitter is the same. Yeah, twi- everything's at Adam S. Messinger. He 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 actually took time and plotted yeah, this out. Thought, I didn't. This guy's genius. Once upon a time, I thought, oh, I might be a halfway decent musician, and then and I was like, uniform marketing, and then I I but I'm that here. Was smart, <laughs> smart, you know. And then you come to guys whose social media landscape presence, like mine, is. At Jimmers with three M's on Twitter, at Jimmers with five M's on Instagram, and at Jim Mason on Facebook. Don't forget, you can also reach us via email if you are an artist who would like to um, promote a project. Of course. It's a great place to send us samples, and that's on our Gmail account, which can be located at the real dot graphic content at gmail.com. So please, please, please send us your work. We would love to see what you'd have because we're all about indie comics and creators up and coming. We love PDFs. 
Love it. If you send us EPUBs, it's going to be harder for us to read. Good point. But we may, we will probably try. We will. Um, Absolutely. But the PDFs are where it's at. Even if you have a Comixology link, I would definitely be way more encouraged to read that. But JPEGs, eh, give us a PDF. Yeah, PDFs are dope. PDFs. So... Adam's already said go read a fucking comic. So if you're if your choice is between this and anything else, yeah, go read a fucking comic. And after you read that, and it doesn't have to be a comic about fucking, it could be any comic <laughs> book you want. And after you read that comic, please, please, please listen to graphic content. 